Today's Duff, we begin, so we learn Duff Bet. And just to close off or summarize what we saw at the end of last year, just because it was a bit of a rush at the end, I apologize. We saw the important novelty of in, in, towards the end of this year is we saw the Nistaya Fort, these late fruit that are only picked, um, so, sorry, that, that sort of remain on the tree even after everyone's packed up all the cutting gears. We said that that would also be hefker. However, if they're mushumarim, if the balabait wants to, is interested in them, and we say, no, they're not considered hefker and you can't take them. We contrasted that with our siyava ezova kornit. And the interesting thing with those are the different varieties of hyssop. We said that those, even if they are mushumarim, if they're in the gina, we say that they're considered, still considered hefker. Meaning, importantly, we'd say, batla datal etzatoladam. There are the certain items that are just so all over the place. Even if a balabaiti is saying, no, no, they're mine, we say, no, they're considered basically essentially hefke, I don't know, like blades of grass or I don't know, something like that. Then, um, then that would still be hefke. Interesting one. Not mechatzer in the gina. So let's now, let's now, we're, we're continuing now from Tani. And that this relates to, I'm not sure if I've got in square brackets here, but the, the novlo tatima, those are the ones that fell off the trees. So Tani Rebiosi, Brayhuda, uh, he says as follows. He told us follows. And here I've, you should change it to chayavot because that's what the Tosefta says. Meaning, if you've got these novlot that are normally considered hefker uh, and not chayav and trumasmanastra, but they're sold along with the normal ones, then we say that they are now chayavot. So let's have a look. So I'll explain what Rabbi says. So what does Amrav Yossi read Rabbi Chaim's side? If they happen to be sold along with those twenty that are ripe nicely, they're also We say the balabai cares about them. He's interested. Or according to Reish Lakish, which is interesting because um, that's bringing in the two different opinions, understandings of why these the things in our Mishnah are considered Kalim Shiva Demai. We don't have to worry about Demai for them. If you remember, just as a point of Chazara, because we're going to repeat this again today, Rabbi Yochanan says because it's Taman Minahafir, and Rashlakish says it's because on they're really considered uh, not special at all. The, we're not concerned that the Amaritan will think, you know, I, I'm going to save on every cent on these things. So we'll be happy to separate Thomas and Master. However, now that we're selling it along with Regat Marim, they either not have care or then it can say the Khash. So we have to understand what the Shitta Rebios in Bariyabuddha is. The Gemara says, Mash de Kupot Zebet Sadze or Ze Al Gabbeze. Now, there are different ways to explain what the difference between the Zebet Sadze or Gabbeze. The Mara Fulda seems to understand is that Ze Al Gabbeze means they're sold together, one on top of the other. Or zebet sadzer, meaning I've just simply placed them in the store one by the other, not necessarily sold together. In other words, if I'm now selling it, how, in what context do we say now it's considered chashu? So we say, no, it's only if um, we say, veloshne, it's not the case. Sorry, it doesn't make a difference. When do we say they're considered chashu when one would have to separate the mai? That's when they're actually sold mixed together. Only if they're mixed together, that's when we start, start saying our attitude towards these, um, these novel will be different. Now we have to ask a question. The question is, so if you recall these novel, the explanation we explained about novel before, um, just to, I'll just read Rechaim back on the mission. It says, 
They fall from the tree, the wind's blown. But prior to them being fully ripened. Now the question is, is this, have they started ripening or the bichlal not ripened at all? Or means it starts puffing up. It's as if it was like leaven in a, like um, yeast in a, yeast in, in, um, in, in bread, like they started to puff up or not. So, we, so the Gemara says, the first shit is Rebbe Mana. Rebbe Mana says, They've already started ripening a little bit, but they're not fully ripened. That's, the, that's what we mean by the Nodlot in our Mishnah. So, if they already started ripening, why do I need to say only if they're mixed in? That should be chayv on their own. Okay, in other words, once everybody started ripening, they're already considered food, if you like, they're considered edible, even though, and therefore, it, therefore, they should, the mission, how can we understand the mission by saying they're part of the demand? So we said, So this says, you've forgotten an important point. In other words, it's not an issue of whether they're ripened or not, whether they're hit on that master or not. The question is, is whether they're considered hefker or not. And cons- consequently, since all they're not chashuv, again, point to Lakish, and since these, these since they fall off, they were blown off the trees earlier than the Balabite would have wanted, that's why they're patra from Demai, because effectively, Hefker. Okay? Rabbi Yochanan says, sorry, Rabbi Hanina says, no. What we're talking about in the Mishnah, when they fell off, is Bishaloi Tilusor Anankanibu. That's when they haven't even started ripening Bichlal. Um, sorry, something disturbing me. Um, so, so in Bishitilusor and I came in. So it says in in Bishaloitilusor. If they haven't started wrapping it at all, I feel a bit more barotiopaturim. I don't understand. If they haven't started wrapping it at all, they're like rock hard. They haven't started puffing up. Then what difference does it make if you mix it in with the other ones? Which you said before, if we mix it in, suddenly they're chayav. They should be patur at all. So it says late yachal. That's not the case. Why? Detani Rebbe Rebbe Yishmael Rebbe Rebbe Yossi Mishum Aviv. Eshkol should be care bo gargeri chidi kolo chibula masro, which is interesting. Halach and he's saying it applies to our case as well, which is if you've got a bunch of grapes and one of those grapes already starts ripening, then it makes the whole cluster chayv already in trumas masro. Okay, so therefore here, either there's two ways to explain it. The Rosh really interesting explains it means in other words hachanami so too kevan de arvan since you mix them together. The other ones being ripe already make these also other ones have masters as well. That's one way of looking at that. I would have thought it was the other way initially, like the Marafulda says. He says is that since they're on a cluster, if you have to, you have to remember the dates also growing like these. We saw, we I showed you a picture before. We call them machpedot, like brooms. If you remember, we showed the picture before. They grow in sort of like cluster-like things, a bit like grapes as well. So therefore, even if you've got a few that have fallen off. We still um, we still say that they're all once it says they're already considered a chibur, they're already considered part of a cluster. Therefore, the other ones that you've mixed it in with it, they can, if you like, define these other these nodlot as already being chayven from a semaster. Okay, so you're applying it back. Let's give you Rabbi Yossi Barabun says as follows: Amar Rabbi Zira Berbehila. They both said Chana Mar. Gahadin, Vachadamar Kahadin, one said like one shit and one said like the other shit in terms of whether it's Hitilus or not. The Chachamim Omrim, Chachamim say, absolutely not. Lo Kadiv Rezu, Velo Kadiv Rezu, meaning doesn't make a difference. Doesn't matter whether it's mixed in or not. Ela i etchi Hitilus or Chayavot, those novlot that have already 
um, already uh, ripened somewhat. I don't care if it's mixed. I don't care if it's not mixed. It seems to be in demand. Um, and there was a habit, that will be pturot. So in other words, I'll read you Reb Chaim again. So it's clear. So therefore, our Mishnah must be talking about the novel that have not yet started ripening at all. According to the Chachamim, there would always be patur, whether you mix it in with the ripened ones or not, it does not make a difference. And then Umashir Tilus, or once they've started ripening, even if they happen to have fallen off the tree, it doesn't make a difference. Even if they're on the Bichayavot. So, in other words, this whole discussion we have about mixing or not mixing the Chachamim, it's absolutely irrelevant. It's really a function whether these novelot have started ripening or not. And our mission is only talking, when they say the Peturot Midamai, it's only talking about those that have not yet started ripening. And they won't ripen after, they won't ripen from that point? I don't know. I don't think so. I think if they've fallen off before they start ripening Bichlal, it sounds like it's a bit early on the process. Too early. I don't know. I assume so. But uh, you'd have to ask someone who throws legs. This is my subject. Uh, let's continue. Shum, and this is Shomira, Shomira. Now we explained it to be some sort of a vegetable counter of Chaim. Sorry, start, start, let me start again. Gufnin is the word in the Mishnah. And we explained that to be some sort of vegetable counter of Chaim, and I explained it according to the Marafulder as being some sort of related to something about with grapes. But it seems to make sense it's got to do with more like a vegetable that Rav Chaim says, based on the continuation here. Now the question is, Shomira, what's a Gufnin? That is Shomira, and Shomira, the translation I've seen of being like this is at least in the jester, or some sort of deal of fennel or something like that. That's what Gufnin is. Now we ask the following question. I'm going to do a share screen here because when I read the Mishnah, I read it quite um, quickly, but there was a subtlety in the Mishnah that we passed over and which the Gemara draws, uh, has a difficulty with. So if we look at the Mishnah again, I'm sharing the screen now. The Mishnah lists a lot of things at the beginning that Kalim should demand. Okay, Shittim, Rebim, Uzrim, Shuach, et cetera, et cetera. Gufnin's in there as well. And then it says, Now the question is, when it says Yehuda, what's the Mishnah doing? Is it like the, the Gemara asks as follows? Ma ben Yehuda ben Galil. A friend of Chaimis says, okay, so what does that mean everything prior to this point? All the stuff we mentioned before the word Yehuda, does that mean it applied in everywhere in Israel? Or only the Begalil? In other words, when the word says the Yehuda at the switch halfway through, towards halfway through the Mishnah, does that now saying, okay, now I'm going to limit my list to only Yehuda, or I'm completely switching locations? Meaning the beginning half I was talking about Galil, and now I'm talking about Yehuda. That's a question. This first set of, uh, of food uh, products, this Kalimut Shadamai, does it apply in Israel or only in the Galil? So it says, the mashal that they're using in the Galil, where they refer to a Shomira as a Shamar Mara, lots of explanation of a Shomar Mara. Rechaim says, he says, Et Shomira Nikretach, they called it a Shomar Mara, they guard the Balim because they spread quite thoroughly along the borders, like a fence. Okay. But they would refer to this Shomara and they'd say, this is the Mashal, Min Matalacha. Sorry, who makes you moshel? Man is who, like man, matalach, in tavlaya with all the other tavlinim. In other words, it seems to be used as a mashal saying this shomera is not considered a tavlil, 
But who who seems to be out of place? What makes you think you could be considered part of the other tavlinin, like the other spices and the like? Mashmawat in the Galil, this gufnin is not considered something chashu. And the fact that that's a mashal hada amra begalil patu the fact that they use the mashal of gufnin as something that's pretending to be something that's not itself, meaning something that is like subpar and not even considered anything exclusively in the Galil, that, and that, that, that's where the, the, the term is coined, it must mean the gufnin is something that is only the Galil. So therefore this, therefore, this entire list that we've just mentioned, the first Mishnah, is exclusively in the Galil and not in Yehuda. Okay? That's, that's where the Gemara understands it. Meaning, in other words, we sort of look at the vernacular, the way people talk in the Galil, and see that they refer to gufnin as being these things, or the shomira, as being something that is mamash hefkir, not even considered anything, and see, ah, that's indicative that it's there, that it's the gufnin is considered nothing, so the Mishnah in the first half must be only talking about Nagala. Now we do the same thing with the continuation of the Mishnah. It says, kuspar is kusbarata, coriander. So if you have a look in the last three, it says, bihuda ha'og, v'ha'chometz, and the Mishnah I have in front of me is shibihuda, but we don't have that in our Mishnah, v'ha'kuspar. So og, kuspar, og, v'chometz, uh, and kuspar, the question is, once again, now we know the first part of the Mishnah is only talking about the Galil. Does the continuation of the Mishnah talk about now we're switching gears and only talking about Yehuda? Or does it mean also in Yehuda, as well as Galil, we are talking about Og, Vachometz, and Kuspar, they're also considered Kalim Shabbat So the Gemara is continued. So Ma ben Yehuda ben Galil. So min man matlinla, matal bedruma, for that which we find this mashal used in the south, meaning Yehuda, compared to Galil. Kuspara is kusparata, koriander, man matlich im tabla, who made you moshal amongst the tablinim? Had amra together, in other words, similar type of mashal with a similar connotations. Therefore, we find the begal, it's only in Yehuda they think the kuspar, kuspar is something that is considered uh, not worthy or, or that they completely dismiss it, as opposed to the Galil. So, therefore, what we have here is the last three are exclusively in Yehuda. In other words, begalil chayabet will be Yehuda tura. So in other words, what we see here, according to the way we've just unpacked the Mishnah, based on the way people speak, which is fascinating, but then through the mashalim, the way people's attitudes to things, we understand what the halachas are, which is underpinning the Mishnah anyway. But we see here that the first list of items in the Mishnah is, is specifically Galil, and the second list of three items is specifically in Yehuda that they consider Kalim Shabbat. Okay, that's all I have to show that. Let's continue. Vachometz. So it says, Tani Amari, Amari Yehuda, but Rishona, your Chomet Shibiru Patu Mena Maestro. In the beginning, Chomet within Yehuda was Patu Mena Maestro, because we said Yehuda was, uh, we said Chomet was one of the things. Why? Shayu Osim Yainan Betahara Lenesachim. What they used to do, they used to ensure and protect, care for their wine, because wine was needed in that region for Nesachim, for the libation for the base of Migdash. So therefore, not only did they make them Betahara, they'd be very careful not to allow them to vinegarize. So how would you get vinegar in Yehuda if all the wine was uh, really um, kept care- carefully to use in the base of Mignesh? So as I said, so what would they do? And what would they do? They'd bring it from Temed. Now explain Temed was usually wine that was made by soaking uh, um, great, really, really great peels in water. And they would ferment and they'd make vinegar that way. So therefore, importantly, it sounds like that wine that made from Temed, importantly, is considered part of the Master. Bachshav, however, shayain machmitz. But now, however, where in your where in your huda 
vinegar is made from regular wine that seems to be machmitz. So therefore, it'll be a different story. So in other words, it seems to be importantly, the shit in the, in the, in the Mishnah, according to Rabbi Yehuda, when it says, Achometz Shubi Yehuda, is only in the times, only in the previous times when they were times of Manbeis Amigdash, where they made their, their chometz from vinegar. So now we say, Machlata Shitatei, Rabbi Yehuda, one second, this doesn't make sense. The Tanina, we've learned Tanina and Taman, we've learned elsewhere. Hamet Tamed, Noten Maim Bemida U Midato, Patu Rabbi Yehuda Mechai. So what we're saying here is if someone produces wine from these uh, peels, from, from Temed, right? So soaking water in his peels. He puts in water and when he pulls it out, he finds the exact same measure of water. Meaning, the assumption here, we'll learn this when we get to the mission eventually, and then such a, um, that, that um, it, what it means, it did, there wasn't any juice it drew out of it. All it did was draw out some of the, if you like, the flavor from the peels itself. Okay, because you've, you've, you've put the, what you put in, you've got exactly out. Okay, so according to the Chachamim, Shira Chachamim, it's pato, pato from Trumas Amasro, because he says, even though it might taste like wine, it's called, referred to Kihua de Pira de Alma. It's actually not, I mean, there's no, not really considered grape juice at all. It's pulled up maybe some of the acidic taste or the, the, the tam. And tam's not considered very much, therefore it's part of Samastra. You've got a, this wine, this temed is not considered a chayyot. However, Rabbi Yehuda here says, mechayot. He says it's chayyot. Why does he say it's chayyot? Rabbi Chaim says, is because the azel bate time. He goes batar the tam. Alma what? The chartsanim peels themselves of what? They are chayv in the maizah. Okay. The lakach in that nantam b'mayim. Therefore, if it's drawn out the tam from these peels, and you're saying it's chayv, that means the peels themselves are chayv in maizah. And here you're saying what? If you make this vinegar based on wine from temed, it's patur. I don't understand. In the previous, when you talk about production of temed, you're saying, the Rebbe Yehuda says, look, it's, you know, if you, even if you take kedemid at all, the tam that pulls out from these peels, is like the peels themselves in Yechayev. Mashma, peels are chayev. Our case, we're saying, no, the vinegar made from Tamed is pato. How do the two go together? So he says, um, so Amar Eblai says, not a problem. In the, in the past, that, that, the, the grapes were a plenty. And the chartsanim, therefore, the peels, the owners were mafkir them. They didn't care about them. And since they were mafkirin, it must mean from the outset even. Therefore, that's why they were patra from Trumas Amasra. That's why in our case, it's talking about Berishona. When you make this, tem, this vinegar from Temer that was made from peels, that's why it's patra. The Achshav, which is the other Mishnah, She'en Avri Murubot. There's not many grapes. And therefore, the Chartzanim Achashuvot, and therefore the people hold importance even to the peels. That's when we say that the Temer made from such wine would be Chayv and Trumas Amasra. Rav Huna Amar Rebbe Yomel, he asks as follows, late Hada Palig al Rebbe Shimon ben Lakish. Doesn't this seem then to be cholek on Shimon ben Lakish? Now we're going to explain the Gemara like the Gra, well, Reb Chaim, it goes like the Gra, like he rushed through there as well. For your benefit, the Pnei Moshe and Marafulda say that this question is going on what we're going saying further. However, since we didn't get a chance really to go through the shit of Pnei Moshe, we have a different derech in understanding Rebbe Yochan and Rosh Lakish last year, I'm going to leave that for your further study. You can do this in your own time. But again, simplicity, we're going to rub high. So what's this question? How is this now saying the pshat on the Mishnah by saying that Amish is talking about chatzinim and zagim that aren't chashun, that it's patur? How is that a kashun rish lakish? Now I'll read you the, uh, the Bura Grak, Taviyad Rishon, 
uh, uh, to make so it's clear. He says, Because he understands the chomets in Yehuda is made from Temin is patum in a Mashma what? It's not just the Mayid effects. It means even if it was Vadai, even if you saw the person took some Zagim, sorry, Chartanim, sorry, and made this Tevin, you knew you didn't mafresh anything, the Chlal, you saw the whole process, you'd still be Patel. Right? And if you remember, sorry? So wasn't there already a hafrasha from the Anavim before they simply became Zagim? No, we're assuming, we're assuming they did hafrasha once, once they produced the wine. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, the love da- so, so therefore, our mission is love davkenakat, meaning our Mishnah applies not just to Demai, even Vadai. And if you remember in yesterday's Machloket, that was exactly Machloket when Resh Lakish. Rabbi Yochanan says, ah, the Mishnah is love davka because it's Tamim and Hefker, even Vadai would be Patur. Whereas Rebbe Leshlakish says, no, 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 it says Demai, it means Demai. And why is it part of a Demai? Because these aren't considered so chashuv, and therefore, you know, the, 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 the Amaratim would have, they're definitely a hafrasha. But we see, according to what we've just read, the conclusion we're going to the Gemara is that it seems to be our Mishnah is Labdafka, even if it was Vadai, that Temer will be part of it. So you see quite clearly here that, that this, this needs to be a kasha on Reshlakish, who says our Mishnah is Dafka. Okay, let's continue. Then it says, So the Kashi is as follows. We see in the Rebbe Huda in the Mishnah says, Rebbe Huda says, Kol harimin pturim. I, I'll just share the screen for you. I mean, it's on our Mishnah, but I'm not sharing the screen just because it brings up the Mishnah very quickly. Um, just very quickly. Uh, it says, Rebbe Huda says, Kol harimin pturim chutz mishel dufra. And kol arimim turn chutz mishel shik. We had shikma, but it's actually shikmona. Most of the parashim is actually say shikmona. So the question is, the assumption is, is one second. So you're, if you're on a particular location, and someone brings in rimin from shikmona, they should be in the minority. So it says v'yirubu kol arimim al arimim shikmona v'yopturim. The fact that in, the, the fact that these rimin have come from shikmona to where you are, and Shikmona, where you are, sorry, and the Rimin, where you are, are all considered, you know, considered nothing, considered, considered, uh, what's it called, considered uh, patur, uh, patur mitamai, it should be batur. In other words, it says, Kevanda Rav Hefker of Chaim says, Rimin should shikma or shikmona, becholam, it should be yibatur, Rimin should shikmona, becholam, yibaturim. So the Gemara then answers, no, Amar Abiyosi, Tifta, Bamakom, Shurav, Mishumarim. So what are we talking about? He's saying, no. It's not saying here, when it says chutz mirime shikmona, you misunderstood the Mishnah. It doesn't mean the rimin that are from shikmona that was exported. We're talking about if you're in shikmona, those rimin are turin. Those are grew there. So the Gemara then asks, asks and follow, follows up with another question. Rabbi Yossi Barabi says, Vayib, ain't kolam kolol left, 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 left amount. For one second, and other rimin imported as well. And they should be battle the rob. It's all, almost like a bit like battle battle to call Adam. That the Kasha then in Rabbi Yehuda, if you like, is Rabbi Yehuda and Amishnah, is that one second, even if one particular locality, those ones seem to be women are considered Nishmar, since other women come in, it should be considered a battle, if you like, all the other women in the world, and therefore they should be considered also part of Okay, let's do a halakha bet now. Now, when it comes to Demai, specifically Master Shani of Demai, 
because as we said, it's a bit like a, a bit like a suffix. It's not exactly suffix tether. We'll talk about the difference in a moment. Then we said there's all these dinin that apply to Master Sheni don't apply to Demai. The first is Ein Lachomesh, meaning when you do when you redeem Master Sheni, what you do is you meant to you, mean, you transfer the Kudushan to money and take that money to Rishalayim. You meant to add a Chomesh, an extra fifth, which is really an extra 25% onto that value. When it comes to redeeming Master Sheni Demai, that's not necessary. Also, Ein Biur, if you recall, Erepesa fourth and seventh year, you're meant to remove all the Trumas and Master and give it to all the people and do, and do the declaration, Vigu Master. That doesn't apply to Master Sheni Demai. Similar Benechala Onen, someone on the, on, on, uh, when it comes to Master Sheni, it has to be in the Simcha. It says in the Pasuk, because part of the video master is I didn't eat them in a state of aninut. That and so when it comes to master shein demai, you can eat them as an honor. Also, master shein once it comes to shalain, you can't take it out. You also can't redeem it. And if you take it out, have to come out. You can't redeem it outside shalain. However, master shein demai it's free transient. We're matmul mekil which means meaning if you have a small amount, it's not worth your while to go to Shalim, you can even leave it on the side of the road to be, uh, to, be to, 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 to rot. Whereas Mashim, that's not the case. You can give it, to, if an Amaret is going to Shalim, you can say, he take my, take my, take Mashim. However, you'd have to Yochal Kenegdo. You yourself, when you go to Shalim, have to eat something against it. Um, that's uh, the Chazanish says, that's so people don't get into practice. But the important thing is, normally you can't give Mashim to an Amaret. It's real Mashim. Because it has to be eaten in the state of Tahara, and we're concerned that Amaret won't be careful in those. Next, Umachal Kesef al Kesef, Nechoshev al Nechoshev, Kesef al Nechoshev, Nechoshev al Peirot, Viachzoviyeft al Et al Peirot, Yivrevimir. Now, what this is talking about is when you when you transfer your kedusha of Master Sheni onto onto money, you meant to take that money to Shalayim. You can transfer for smaller denominations onto high denominations, Nechoshev al Kesef. But that's as far as it goes. You can't keep switching money for money, money to pair, pair to money. You can't keep bouncing things around when it comes to Master Shani. That doesn't seem to be the case when it comes to um, for, for Master Shani of Demai. Another leniency. Now, I read it over the Mishnah. It says, Kesef al Kesef and Nechosh al Perot, Vyachzoviv Deat al Perot, which is the Shinu Girsa, which is um, how Reb Chaim also explains it. Um, you can see Kati explains it. He actually goes through the different. Uh, in other words, Reb Meir seems to see even if you transfer the kudush onto, onto fruit outside Yerushalayim, Master Shemir Demai, you'd be able to redeem it once again. Achim says no. Yeah, Once you transfer it onto fruit, um, even Master Shemir of Demai, you'd have to take the Yerushalayim. Okay. Now we ask the following question: Now the question was: It seems to be Yochanan Kengadol was was uh, put an end to Vidui Master. So Vidui Master, what it was is he'd come and said he'd say. But I've given everything to whoever, whoever I've meant to give it to. The problem was, is there was a Xera, because the Levim didn't come back and come to Master in Beis Sheni, they said, okay, when they had the Xera as a Knesset, if you like, that the, all the Master Rishon would go to the Kohanim. So once you've done that, you're not doing it like the Torah told you to do it anymore. So therefore, you couldn't do Vidu Maisa. So the assumption is if Vidu Maisa has gone out the window, Vidu Maisa was done at the time of Biyur. So if Vidur Maisa was gone out the window, also Biur went out the window along with it. So then why is the Mishnah saying that Biur doesn't apply to Master Sheni of Demai when it seems to suggest that Biur doesn't apply even to Master Sheni of Vadai? In other words, once again, if, if, um, if, if the assumption is if Vidur Maisa went out the window, 
then also beer when they are doing in entirety, whether it's butter or demai. But our Mishnah seems to suggest it only, is, it only doesn't apply to, to demai. So we say, there's no, you got it wrong. Beer still apply. Beer, however, they stop. However, so therefore, beer still apply to vadai, as a simple answer would be. However, demai, the mitzvah beer doesn't apply. Next case, nuchalo onen. This is an individual who was unfortunately on the day of a close relative have died. So it says, Nachal ba'anina, ba'inu nachal ba'tuma. So with, with the, the Gemara is being medayik here, or oh, this is really a bright, it's taught that what it can eat in ba'aninot, but it can't be eaten in a state of tuma. Meaning we're leaning on one of these halachas when it comes to ma'ashin demai and not the other one. So the Gemara asked this question, ma'am ba'anina ba'in tuma. Why are you being mechalik between the two? If you're leaning on one, but leaning on the other. So Amr of Nachama, Tuma Matsuya, and Inu Matsuya. It's an Indian of, of her common. Tuma, everyone became Tama. Tuma is around all over the place. Aninat, however, is not Matsuya, it's not a common occurrence. So therefore, Gazro is part of a Gzeira of Demai, you're Gozer on that which is Matsui. So Gzeira, a Gazro al Dabarha Matsui. So therefore, they said, Master Shane Demai, Kane, instead of Tuma. But they didn't apply the Gzeira to things that are not Matsui, not common, not frequent. And that would be anina. So I'm going to go. So we see how lenient they are with the master shem may, because if you have suffix tevel, now you have to appreciate that a lot of people make a mistake and say, "Oh, demai is a suffix." Sometimes in missionary people say that, like the mafarit demai means suffix, but generally it's. But what we have to be careful here is demai is not suffix tevel. If I've got produce and I've got a suffix, I don't know whether it's have done hafrasha or not. That's not the same as if I'm buying produce from an Amaretz and I can't trust whether they've separated everything. The two, that, the latter one, is Demai. So we see here, the, the, what, the, 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 what the Gemara is reflecting on here, is, or Rebiosi is saying, that we see that Demai is even more Mekil than Suffolk Tevel. Why? Because it says, because we say, if you've got suffix tevel, the mass of shame you separate is asurkon onen to eat. Right? We mach me, because we treat it like mass of shame, because it will suffix mass of shame. However, Baram Hacha by Demai, we even more make it than that and say that the mass of shame of Demai, even an onen can consume it. Okay? So that's again a very important uh, thing to have in the back of your head and not confuse Demai with simply suffix tevel. Because already we see one half between uh, which is the mass of shame of Demai versus mass of shame of suffix tevel. Tamantanina, we learn elsewhere. This is just learning about, um, this is a truma. It says, truma or trumat maiser, but trumat maiser shall demai. Now, that mission talks about a lot of humas that are common to truma, truma gadola, that is, truma, which is the first little bit you take out. Trumat maiser is the, the, the tenth you take from Master Shane, from Master Rishon, and give to the coin. And our trumat maiser of demai. So, it, see, there it says, part of the humas are that you'd have to pay homesh. Now, here's a different homesh. What that Chomish is talking about is if a Zar eats Truma by mistake, he has to pay back the Koanim, it's value plus, uh, value plus Chomish, meaning more than the value of what he consumed. And that's part of his Kapara. So, the Truma so, and there it seems to include Truma Maeser of Demai. Now, the assumption is in our Mishnah when it says Demai en lo Chomish, it isn't like I explained it, it's only referring to redeeming Master Shani, but it's also talking about if someone ate Trumat Maiser of Demai, you also want to have to pay Chomesh. So that seems to be, a, if you make that assumption, it's a contradiction. 
Our Mishnah says Chumash doesn't apply to Demai, but that Mishnah says Chumash does apply to Trumat Maiser of Demai. Again, meaning if a Zar aided, he had to pay back its value plus a Chumash. So it's a Pachdamahachin to Amr Zira. So Reb Zira gives one answer, Reb Eimi gives another answer. Reb Zira says, Taman, Trumat Maiser of Demai. The simple answer is how I explained it. That Mishnah is talking about Trumat Maiser of Demai. Our Mishnah that says it's Patru from Chumash. No, that's talking about Maser Sheni. Don't, 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 uh, don't confuse the two. However, Rabbi Imi says, no, and the Mishnah Zayot said, Trumat Maiser to the Mai. He says, no, our Mishnah, that's a work. Our Mishnah says, Demai ain't lo Chomesh. Demai ain't lo Chomesh seems to mean that the Chomesh doesn't apply to anything related to Demai, whether it's Maser Sheni or Trumat Maiser. So you can't make the distinction. So, ah, oh, how does he answer it? Mai Chadun, so what now? So we say, Taman Rabbi Meir, Bram Hacha Rabbanan. He says, I'll differentiate with you. I'll make a different distinction. There, meaning that by, in, the, in that Mishnah that says, Trumat Maiser Dumai has Chomesh, that's Shittat Rebbe Meir. And you see, the, um, there are examples brought by the different Rishonim, but the, uh, uh, the Grass puts it simply. We find the Rebbe Meir throughout Shas seems to be more Machmir and Durbanan, which is what? Asu Chizuk Lil Ibrahim Keshel Torah. Which is sometimes with Xerah Durbanan, they will treat it to give it uh, extra authority or strength they will give it the same din as something that is Doraita. So that Mishnah that says if a Zar eats Trumat Maiser of Demai, he is Chayv Chomesh, that's it at Rebbe Meir, because he wants to give it the same authority and strength of Shel Torah. However, our Mishnah is like Chachamim, that it's not always the case. Meaning our Mishnah, because it holds that even Trumat Maiser of Demai, if a Zar ate it, he wouldn't have to pay Chomesh, that's it Chachamim, because it's, at the end of the day, it's Midr Rabbi. Okay? Fine. Terrific. Thank you so much. Okay. We've got a little bit more. Sorry, a little bit more. So Rebbe Zira says, uh, I've got a bit, uh, we've got a bit more. Sorry, a little bit more. So uh, Rebbe Zira says, Amar B'Shem Rab Rabbin. So now Rebbe Zira says there's a difference between Trumat Maiser of Demai. This will be quite quick. Rebbe Zira says the difference between Trumat of Demai and the difference of Master Shani of Demai. One has Chomesh, one doesn't. So Rebbe Zira, Amar B'Shem Rabbin, B'Dina Ya Trumat Maiser Shred Maishaloy Frishalim Chomesh. Really Trumat Maiser of Demai. You wouldn't have to separate Chomesh. But why did they say your Mahmir by Trumat Maiser with the Maiser separate? I mean, or Gezerod would say, Shima to Omer Loshaloyafrish, Afu Enonaheg Bakdusha. In other words, when it came to Trumat Maiser of the Mai, if you recall, Rebbe Zira says there's a difference. Chomesh by Trumat Maiser, but not by Maiser Shane. By Trumat Maiser, he says, we have to. You wouldn't, you, Mikardin, you wouldn't need to add Chomesh, but they made it that because we were concerned with Shumzera. The people would think, ah, it's just Midrabanan, and it's why do I need to consider Trumat Maiser? So they pin this extra halacha that Chomesh applies to it. So people treat Trumat Maiser with the same chashivas. Okay? <laughs> However, let's go to Maser Sheni. Medina ya Maser Sheni should the Maisha Frish. So that, then it would follow logically that Maser Sheni of the Maisha should also have a Chomesh associated with it. Why do they say that it shouldn't apply? Meaning you don't have to worry about Chomesh when you redeem Maser Sheni of the Maisha. Also, now you have to remember, he's separated. It's a question of simply redeeming it. So if you tell him, oh, by the way, you have to add extra money to it for that as well. What's going to happen? Then what's he going to say? You might even not even redeem it. You might even not, uh, you might not do anything. Because oh, you're, you're asking me to do this anyway, just to Mishum Suffolk, if you like. And if you're going to ask me to now add value onto it, then I'm not even going to bother. So in other words, it's a bit like you'd say, like in Babli, type of thing. In other words, why we had Chomesh in one for Trumat Maiser of Demai, but we don't obligate a person with your deemed Master Shemi to add Chomesh, 
is each have their own considerations. By trumat meiser, it's to give it, give it, give it more chashivot, so people treat it seriously like it's truma. And Masasheni, the concern is if we overburden him with, with uh, redeem, when it comes to redeeming, which everyone's going to want to do to re- in the redemption, then the concern is he might just say it's too hard and we'll dismiss it in its entirety. Because you remember, Chomesh by Truma Maiser is a punishment, whereas, whereas, um, whereas by the Chomesh in the redemption of Masasheni is part of the redemption process. So therefore, the considerations are very different in both cases. That's why you can machalic between the two. Okay. Now Wonderful. we go. Okay, have a good day. Sure. 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 Sure.